0: My name is Barbara and this is Parks in the World, The Curious Case of Adulthood. Today I decided I'm going to talk about <laughs> adulthood itself. What does that mean to me? And on the way of becoming older and more adult with every day, what are some of the things that are changing in your life? And for me, that's a lot. Friendships. People we stay in touch with, how we change when we become older and how we can grew apart with some people and how we just need sometimes to reach out and make a bit of effort to reconnect and then everything falls back into the place and sometimes you just have to accept that things are not going to be the same. So what is adulthood? For me, adulthood, I guess being a real adult means being really responsible person where you're able to take full responsibility not only for what you're doing and your actions, but also you have to be able to take responsibility for some other people. That's especially in the case when you're a parent. When you're a mom or dad, I mean, you're actually responsible for other human being. And I guess the fact that I don't feel I have this full responsibility yet in my life makes me feel like I'm not exactly a real adult yet. I don't have a kid. But then you don't have to be apparent to be a real adult. We have, we see and know plenty of examples of that. So why do I not feel like a real adult? I guess I feel I'm not serious enough. I don't know what is about it, but I feel like a real adult person should be a bit more serious about some things, and I feel I don't have a full grasp of some stuff that, you know, we should be able to handle and I'm still figuring out how to deal with, you know, having health insurances and house insurances. And if you have a bad accident and what happens, especially with currently what's going on, people start thinking about health much more. And do you have insurance? Do you not have insurance? And then there is a thing of just taking responsibility for your actions. I guess I do that, but... Somehow I still have this deep, deep thought that like, you know, in a, worst, if in a worst case scenario, if something happens wrong, I'm just going to go live with my parents. And this does that not feel like an adult thing? And like if something goes really, really wrong or I don't know what to do, I'm calling my mom. I mean, I feel still like every time I talk with them, I just still feel like a kid. Yeah, I'm a bit older now and I'm figuring things out a bit better. I have a full-time job. But, I don't know, it's the very beginning of the journey, you know, so I guess that's why it does not feel real yet. I feel like an imposter, basically, or a fraud at work, even though other people might not view me like that. I just finished school, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah, I guess all of those stuff combined together makes me feel like I'm not exactly adult yet. And I have impression that a lot of my, all of people my age that I know can relate to that. Theoretically, we should be already adults. And our parents and our age, I feel like they were so different. I feel like people started, like people were able to figure things out much earlier, back in the days. I don't know what it's about. Is it the social media that we're just, you know, um, we're just so much into the, we have have overflowed of, of the information. And what we know, and options, there's too much to choose from, so we have no idea what we want to do. Back in the days when they did not have so big choice and access to knowing everything and just getting bombarded from every side with everything, maybe it was easier. I don't know. Tell me what you think. But also a thing that I noticed when I started getting older and older is how your friendships and relationships change In your life and it can be quite sad because you realize at one point that some people that were extremely close to you when you were growing up you just gradually grew apart and then on the contrary you could have got even closer together. Sometimes the fact that you choose different paths in life does not have to make you grow apart. In my case a big role in Losing some friendships or growing apart with some people that I was really close with was a fact that I moved out, moved out from the country after finishing high school, which was a big step. I guess I don't think it as a very big deal, but that definitely influenced the amount of contact that I had with people that I knew from my high school, for example. Do I regret it? Yeah, I guess. I really do. I mean, there are some really amazing people that I, you know, knew there and we could stay closer. But then, you know, life is so long and you keep meeting the new people and it doesn't make sense to, you know, hold back in the past for too long. Plus, if you really want to reach out and reconnect with someone, You can just do that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, that's the plus of social media. Just send one message. Hey, I'm going to be back, I don't know, on Easter in Poland. Can we grab a coffee? I mean, now I'm not going to be probably home on Easter because of obvious reason, but that's another thing. So, what are the, from my perspective, um, the benefits of having friendships? a distance and moving out and having this challenge and this uh, this difficulty in fact of not being able to meet some of your closest friends on every day is I guess that you appreciate each other so much more and you become very mindful and very self-conscious about sustaining that relation and that becomes even better because sometimes we end up getting really close with some people just because we spend every day with them and I had many friendships like that that in that point at that time in my life someone felt to me like the closest friend ever we've spent every second every day together we went to the same class to the same school we did the same projects, and it felt like this is going to last a lifetime I know it But then the moment when you grow apart and you actually have to make an active choice and an effort in staying connected, you grow apart with those people and you really have to be mindful of connecting. So I have some people in my life that even though we are all living in different countries, in different places, we stay in touch and those friendships over the years still stayed being a long-distance friendships, but they became even stronger and even more meaningful to me, because you have to be conscious in sustaining them. You really have to work for it. And I think it's big advantage of the long-distance relationships, because you actually do that, you actually have to think about it, whereas you might not think about it so much when you're on the spot. I mean the challenges are of course the fact that sometimes you can really grow apart easily because in a craze of everyday life when you both have so much things to do it can be just hard when you come back home you don't want to stay in your phone you just want to lay down, disconnect, I don't know, watch a movie alone with a glass of wine and then just go to sleep and I do that a lot and I can have long periods of time without talking with some people and that actually brought, brings me to another thing. It's an advice, a thing that I heard recently, which is sitting down and consciously considering the amount of people in your life, the close friendships, people that you can say that you want to be close with, and considering how much energy you want to, and you're ready to put into staying in contact with someone. Like... With that particular person, that relationship that you have, this relation, uh, how important it is to you to have a contact and how much of a contact you want to have, how much of the contact is um, is enough for you. Do you want to talk with someone daily? Do you want to talk with someone at least once a week? And I actually decided to sit down and do it. I will, did not actually do it yet. I wrote down names of the people and that actually can make you realize how many close people you actually have. Maybe it's just two or three, which is still amazing because if you have a few close people in your life, that's that's really, really a great deal and great thing to have. Especially that I heard there's a lot of people that do not have even one single person that's so close to them that if something would happen and they would have to call them in the middle of the night, they will be sure that they answered. So if you have at least one person like that, be grateful. I mean, I don't want to sound, you know, pity or kitschy or cheesy, but being grateful for everything is a good thing. And even if it sounds cheesy, well, I think we should all still do it and sometimes stop and just say thank you. To ourselves and to those people that they are in our lives. So I made that list and I really need to sit down and consider every single person and how much contact do I want to have and then just reaching out and making it clear because maybe I really want to talk every day with someone because I feel this relationship is really beneficial for me. It brings a lot of value, it brings a lot of joy and peace in my life, it gives me energy. But maybe that person does not feel like they want to talk every single day with you. And that's also an important thing, you know. it's The friendship is supposed to be both-sided. You can't just be taking. So that's something I, I'm going to do. And I definitely, definitely uh, recommend all of you to try doing that as well. And I guess in general, like being mindful about people we actually stay in touch with is a big part of becoming an adult person because you end up having way less time than you used to and way less energy than you used to when you were younger, when you were a student, when you were in high school, regardless of what your age is. So the few people that you actually stay in touch with, you want to be sure that those are people that you want to have in your life and not just because you used to, you know. You should not have toxic people in your life. And as hard as it can be sometimes to recognize that some relationship is toxic and harmful for us, it's still important to sit down and consider. And that's something I'm also learning to do. Because it's easy to just stay, keep meeting with someone from habit. You know, because we keep doing that, because we don't want to be alone. We're so, so scared of being alone that we would prefer to meet with someone that we don't even like so much. And, you know act differently and act the way to be accepted so that they like us just not to be alone. I listened to this interview with sociologists who talked about the research being made where people were asked about deciding between spending 15 minutes with their own thoughts alone or taking an electric shot. 60% of men decided to take an electric shot And 30% of women decided to take electric shot. Something like that. Don't take me on my numbers, but it was something about this. I mean still this is insane. People are so scared of being alone that they would prefer pain, a physical pain, instead of just being with themselves. So I mean I'm not surprised that we would just choose to hang out with anyone, just not to be alone. And for me as I say, this this is a so big process that I'm going through right now. If someone invites you or invites me to go out and hang out, I actually try to be very conscious about my decision. Why do I want to go? Like, if I say yes, why do I do that? Do I want to go just because it would feel lame To spend a night alone at home when so many of my friends are out. It's Friday, you should have party, you should go out and enjoy it and you really want to find someone to hang out with because you don't want to be home alone because that feels like oh you're so lame, I'm so lame, I'm such a loser. People are going out and having fun and I'm 27 years old and a mom of my friend has more social life than I do and Like, you're so pathetic. Like, why do you even bother? And then you keep just, you know, self-digging this, you know, grave mental, you know, emotional and uh, just self-confidence grave to yourself by just getting deeper and deeper in those thoughts. So I really try to be more aware of my decisions and then just, you know, thinking myself, okay, if I go... With someone I don't really like, I will be out. I might not actually have a good time, you know? I try to then remember of those moments when you sit by the table, you have that beer, and then you think of, like, what am I even doing in here? If you decide, if you are considering if you should go out with someone or not, think if in a moment when you're already there and you're having a beer, is this a group of people where you sometimes feel like, if I would disappear right now, they would not even notice. Well, that's a call for me. Like In those moments, I know that I just do not want to go. Even if I would feel bad about staying home alone on Friday night, well, I will decide to do something that will make it fun for me. I don't know. Buy a face mask, buy a sheet mask, do my nails, make myself a mini spa, buy a bottle of wine, have a glass of wine while I watch some nice movie, whether it's a cheesy romance comedy or it's something deep and meaningful and a great uh, interesting movie, whatever makes your boat float, as someone I know says, whatever works. But that's something I'm trying to learn and that's something I'm trying to really get close in touch with, because until now when I started practicing it, I had so many of those situations where I would go into an environment and try to adjust as much as possible and be someone that would be more likable, you know, be someone that those people would be more to hang out with, be the fun girl, you know. I literally would go into an environment and then locate the most likable or the most cool person, and then I would try to become the closest friends with them. Just so I can, you know, tag along in that group and then feel like I am so cool. And that's just being fake. I mean, now I see that and um, it rarely works. Because you end up usually tagging, at least for me, it rarely worked. And ended up tagging along sometimes. But even if I had really fun time, and I'd had so great time with a lot of people in those situations as well. I still, in some subconscious level, knew that... I don't feel completely fine. Like, I'm not having as fun time as I would when I go out with some of my true friends. So if I can meet up with them, I will do that. But then at the same time, if now, if I have a choice of going out with someone just for the sake of going out, I will prefer to be home alone. You know, being out for sake of being out it's not healthy. And hey, nowadays it's safer to stay home. So you don't have to feel lame anymore. So yeah, this is, uh, you know, friendships and, and growing up. That's a, that's an interesting uh, thing. And tell me what you think about it. I will drop a link to my public Instagram and you can feel free to PM me on your thoughts on this very first episode that I made. And uh,